You're listening to audio from Discover Life Church. Discover Life is a place where people can encounter the real God, where they find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now is the time to get started. Thank you for joining us. I'm so thankful for this moment. And many moments like them. It's a moment just to bask in his presence. And I'm excited about what God's doing in your life and what God's going to do in your life through this next year. I feel in my spirit that the enemy has been pushing on a lot of you and pushing hard on the, the inside of your mind and and on your heart trying to move you from a place of stability to a place of chaos and I want to tell you today just to stand firm to stand firm stand firm I've been watching a lot of people lately on Facebook that been talking about a word for this year. I know a lot of us do that. I've done that in the past myself. Got a good friend of mine. He said, this is going to be the year of miracles. I believe that. Had people say this is going to be the year of freedom. I believe that too. It's going to be a year of victory. I believe that, Jonathan. be a a year of strength and anointing and power. I believe all of that. But I want to say to you today, I want my word this year to be life. Because it's out of life you see miracles. And it's out of life that you see the anointing. It's out of life you see victory. It's out of life You have all of these things. The Bible tells us that it's in him, by his divine nature, has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Jesus said he'd come to give us life and life more abundantly. John chapter 1 says, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. It's the life that we ought to be seeking. Not just the miracles. Not just the victory. Not just the anointing. All that comes as a secondary consequence of life, period. We seek life. We receive life. All that comes out of that. So this year, my my word's life. Not just for myself and for my wife, but also for every single one of you. And I can tell you right now, the enemy is going to do anything and everything to keep you from life. He will try to distract you from life. Because it's the life that gives us everything that we're ever going to need. So he's going to do everything and anything to keep us from this life. And I've seen that in the, even in the very book, 
of Genesis, the very first book of Genesis in chapter number three, when God said, listen, I give you the tree of life and I've also given you the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You eat from the fruit of the tree of life and you're gonna have life. You're gonna have everything you're ever going to need. Don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil because then that will produce death in your life. But if you continually eat from the tree of life, you will continually have life every single day. And I think today people are tired of living from victory to victory. They're tired of living from revival to revival. They're tired of living from breakthrough to breakthrough. How about we live in a continual state of breakthrough? How about we live in a continual state of revival? A continual state of victory. The enemy is always trying to move us away from that life. And every time he moves us away from that life, then it will always produce death in our life. That's why we need that continual revival, that continual breakthrough, that continual victory in our life. I can tell you today, even though I feel the pressure of the enemy trying to push me away from life, I still stand in victory. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He may push hard. He may be mean. He may be persuasive. But I can tell you, I'm hard-headed. I know where I'm going to stand. I know where my hope is. It's in Christ. Because I know that if I abide in him and he abides in me, that I'm going to bear much fruit. Because apart from him, I can do nothing. And so the enemy is always trying to move us away from life. Because life is what produces fruit. And what does this world need? It needs fruit. What does my wife need? She needs fruit. What does this congregation need? It needs fruit. We all need fruit which is a secondary consequence of abiding in life, partaking from the tree of life. In other words, we must be dependent 100% on life. We're never going to graduate from life. We're never going to graduate from that source. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. We're never going to graduate from that. Just like we're never going to graduate from breathing air. We're always going to need to breathe air. The moment we stop breathing air is the moment we die. So we need to continually partake of the tree of life, abide in life. But I want you to know the enemy is always going to try to move you away from that. Just like he did Adam and Eve. The Bible tells us that he is the most subtle beast of the field that means he's clever he's slick he knows how to say things just the right way to manipulate you I want you to know right now the enemy is a manipulator and he will try to make you feel like God's withholding something from you I'm going to tell you right now God's not withholding his healing from you or miracles from you, or your breakthrough from you. He's not. All he wants you to do is abide in life. We do that, all that comes to us. But the enemy is slick and clever, and he's manipulating. When you look at the word subtle, it also means to make bare. It also means naked. 
See, Satan once was clothed with the glory of God. He was up there reigning with God. But he got in his mind that he wanted to be exalted above God. He wanted to rule above God. In other words, he wanted to be independent from God. And the moment he became independent from God was the moment he was stripped of his glory. He was subtle. Now he's naked. He doesn't have the glory of God on us, on him. And so that's why the enemy is always trying to make sure you become naked as well. Because as long as we abide in life, then we shall be clothed with his glory. Think Adam and Eve, they wasn't, they were clothed with God's glory until they partook of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Then they became naked. They were stripped of the glory that God had bestowed upon them. But I can tell you right now, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse number 10, it says, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him who created him. So we're not looking for knowledge as in facts, but we're looking to knowledge as intimacy with God. And as we look to God for intimacy, he will clothe us with his glory, with his light, with his life. And that gives us victory every single day. But the enemy is always going to try to get you to be independent of that glory. And when he has conned us into being or manipulated us into being independent of God's glory, that's when we become unproductive. That's when we become unfulfilled. There's so many people sitting in a church just like this right now that are unfulfilled. There's no joy in their life. There's no happiness in their life. There's no fruit in their life at all because they've partaken of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil instead of the one that produces life and life more abundantly. I don't know about the other churches down the street, what they're going to be doing, but I know we're going to be standing and abiding in life. We're going to be standing and abiding in Jesus Christ every single day day of our life. And you know what the good thing is about it? God didn't force us to do this. He gave us two trees. If the choice is ours, it's always going to be ours. Let me tell you, today the choice is yours. I always often wonder why God didn't just take away the tree of knowledge and good and evil. Why did he have both trees there? Because God is great. God's great. Only small-minded men will force you to take their own opinion. God said, no, I'm so great, I'm going to give you a choice. Do you want to serve me? Or do you want to serve yourself? Because the choice is always there. It's almost like he says... Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I'm meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest on your soul. Take my yoke upon There's the choice. Either you take it or you don't. Come unto me that labor and heavy laden and I will give you rest. There, the choice is come unto me. Either you do or you don't. Cast your cares upon me for I care for you. There's the choice. Either you do or you don't. 
That's why when I give altar calls, I don't try to force or persuade anybody to come down here. Either you want to do it or you don't. We don't force people to do things. We don't manipulate people to do anything. We preach the word of God. And you decide either you want it or you don't. I choose life today, which means I choose everything that is not God, whether it looks good or not. Because I'm not looking for something that looks good and looks right. I'm looking for life. And is it going to produce life? If it's not going to produce life, I don't want it. Even my messages can become dead if I try to repeat them over and over out of knowledge in my mind. But I must speak from my spirit, which gives life. Every moment of our life is an opportunity to live in life and to let people see that life. But the moment I try to live this life, in my own knowledge. And I believe a lot of people have gotten to the place where they try to live out of their own knowledge. We know how to do church. I don't know how to do church. I don't want to ever know how to do church. I want to know how to do life. That's what gets people saved. That's what ushers deliverance into people's lives. That's what brings breakthrough into the minds of people that have been held captive by the enemy. Last night, my dear friend texted me and said, Pastor, I've been thinking about getting baptized. And can we get, can I get baptized tomorrow? I didn't have to pray about that. I didn't say, hold on, sweetheart, let me seek God. Make sure. No, I, I already knew the heart of God because I've already been pressing into the heart of God and I knew it was the time for her to be baptized. And so what she is going to say today is that I choose life. Because when she goes into the water, she's going to be identified with the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ in other words everything that doesn't look like Christ or act like Christ is going to stay into that water she will be raised into the resurrection of Jesus Christ which means you're going to be dependent upon life every single day of your life every moment of your life you'll live in a continual state of breakthrough that's hard for some people to understand because they see so much of the church people up and down, up and down, in and out. You do not have to live your life that way. Jesus didn't die on a cross and be raised again so you can live from revival to revival. From breakthrough to breakthrough. But you can live in a continual state of breakthrough and revival in your life. And even when the winds are blowing up against your soul you can still abide in freedom and liberty and you can still say I have the victory let it blow let the winds blow because I shall not be moved because God's at my right hand and then when the enemy tries to manipulate you 
you shall not fall for that trick because there's only one place we belong and that's at the feet of Jesus Christ and as long as we're at the feet of Jesus Christ we're going to be all right we're going to be all right I'm thankful for the two choices that I've had I haven't always chose life but I'm learning more and more every single day that I must cling to that old rugged tree I must cling to the cross of Calvary that gives me life and life more abundantly. This year, God's going to do some amazing things. Some amazing things in our life. He's going to do some amazing things in this church, in this community. It's going to blow your mind. as long as we stay at the feet of Jesus Christ and allow him to speak to our hearts and when he does we move out of that life that's when people will see Jesus and not just see religious people you know what religion is? religion is doing good things independent of the spirit of God there's a lot of people that do good things but it's not connected to the spirit of God That's why it's dead works. But whatever we do, as long as it's connected to the Spirit of God, will always bring life. It will always accomplish what it was said to accomplish. Which also means that I don't have to force anything to happen. Because God's good and He knows how to faithfully abide over His Word to make it come to pass. Amen.